Oh my god, I have a bag bag of dicks story that haunts me. brings you gas station cupcakes to make you feel better yeah uh, i love cupcakes in any scenario so i support this um hi everyone it's me bethany with me as always is michael ann and if you're all waiting to hear our thoughts about 1989 taylor's version rest assured you'll get the full breakdown on thursday but i can't wait till thursday to talk about it completely so i just want to say yes Goddamn. So good. Goddamn. So good. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God, y'all. It is so good. I mean, we will get into it and you can expect my thoughts and feelings about the one line in the prologue that everyone seems Mm. really fixated on. Yes. Um, You will know what I think about that (laughs) on Thursday. So stay tuned. Well, good. There's going to be lots of thoughts and lots of feelings. Um, yeah, lots of Taylor discussion, which is the quality content that I think you all expect from us on Chaos of Thursdays. Course. I also, if you can believe it or not, have more things to rant about when it comes to Taylor Swift and football. I know that's shocking. You think I've been <laughs> ranted out, but I thought about, I like literally the other day, I was like, and another thing. And I got myself all riled up again. So prepare for that. Come back on Thursday to hear lots of 1989 prologue discussion music discussion and how I just men am I right but today we are here to talk about Sarah Dessen the one and only uh, a true icon a great book that we're reading we're almost there guys we're getting to some real juicy bits Um, but before we read today chapters what are reading 15 and 16 correct 16 and 17. 16 and 17. I'm smart. (laughs) 16 and 17, everyone. It's been a really long weekend. I'll tell you a full breakdown of that as well on Thursday. Come back for the full weekend breakdown, let me tell you. But anywho, uh, without further ado, before we get into 16 and 17, which is what we're actually discussing today, (laughs) Michael Ann, could you please give us a recap? (laughs) Yes. So we have our girl, Auden. She has become one of the gals. She kind of pushed Eli away because she had some trauma resurfaced about her parents' divorce mm-hmm. because her dad left his new wife because, of course. Um, <laughs> and so she's learning how to ride a bike as kind of like a way to take her life back yes. and get back to what's important, which is her life, not yeah. her what her mother wants for her life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Screw you, mom and dad. Yeah. You ain't the boss of her. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. <laughs> Auden's going to learn how to ride a bike, bitch. Damn straight she is. Damn straight. Yeah, that pretty much uh, gets us up to date. 
And so where we are, as we discussed last week, at the top of Act 3, things are always kind of shit and sad and the drama. But we are now getting to the middle of Act 3. So certain things are falling into place. Certain things are still, there's still some unresolved tension, some unresolved feelings and things that need to be said. And we're going to dive into that here. Chapter 16. Which can I just say, this entire beginning of this chapter, absolutely. How to make sure my light is on. I know. Um, like, what a little cutie. cutie. God, the more we get into this book, the more I'm like, wow, I forgot how much Adam is like a real gem and he a great is. guy. He and, is a great gem. And again, I, I believe here in, in the next page or so, Auden's going to tell him that he should be like a motivational speaker or something. And I was like, but like, seriously, my dude, I think you have a, a career yeah. in. And that like he's a really good he's a good friend a really good I don't know motivational person um but yeah he walks in on her and he's just like wow nice road burn and Auden's kind of feeling kind of dumb because again she as we've stressed does not like being bad at things and also thinks like oh you know like I should be past this like kids can ride a bike and they get little scrapes and bumps and bruises and here I am like about to go to college and I've like skinned the crap out of my knee you know and so she's like, oh, yeah, you know, I guess, like, that's a good way of looking at it. And he's like, yeah, like, it's all badges. Like, every yeah. injury I have, like, just shows how hard I was riding, you know? Like, let me tell you, anyone who's a, as a biker, you know, even the pros, like, Eli has all these injuries. And she's like, what? I didn't even know. And he's just, like, being just such a little supportive guy. And she's like, well, now that you've told me about, like, all of your cool injuries and, like, Eli's cool injuries, my, like, little boo-boo here – seems like nothing and he's like it all counts and the bottom line is what defines you isn't how many times you crash but the number of times you get back on the bike as long as it's one more you're all good adam yes adam you're so insightful yeah like that's great advice honestly and again it's an old adage you know like if you gotta get back on the horse get back on the bike you know whatever but still i just i loved how supportive he was and yeah again Auden's big thing is like she immediately gives up when she remotely yeah. fails at something and this is just really much needed advice for her <laughs> yeah yeah 100 i also um cringed so hard when i mm-hmm. read that his sternum was put back together with a oh titanium plate like i know I, and he's I would like never proud of it again <laughs> I, I would never he's like got back it. on here i am <laughs> I'm like, oh, your sternum? Like, my dude, that sounds extremely painful. Extremely painful. That's terrifying, honestly. That's disturbing. So, yeah, he says, you know, she's all like, wow, like, you're really good at this motivational stuff. And he's like, oh, I don't, you know, that's entirely too dorky. I couldn't do that. (laughs) Which, like, okay, Adam. Um, then he asks if Heidi is around, and she says no. She's at lunch, which is where we find out that this lunch is with Rob, fucking Rob, and fucking Rob. They're meeting up to finally talk things over because they've had their little like separation. He's been at the Condor, right? And so here they go. You know, so they're like finally meeting up to discuss some things. And so he's like, oh, I just brought over some pictures, you know, for my yearbook days. As we all know, Adam's the one that, like, all the friends are like, oh, my God, dude. Like, now they're graduate high school. You're never allowed to take a picture again. And I'm Team Adam, and I agree that you should make the memories. So yes, take pictures, me too. Okay? So he's like, yeah, you know, I brought some pictures. And, um, you know, these are all from, like, prom and stuff. And she's like, oh, like, I want to see. Because, of course, she, like, knows these people now. And is like, oh, I want to see, like, the old – 
the old days at the prom. And this is where she finds out that a lot of them are of Maggie, which is not shocking mm-hmm. because clearly our boy has a hella crush. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of Maggie. Not to say there aren't a lot of other people in these photos, but it's, mostly it's Maggie. <laughs> it's giving love actually. Yes. It's like, oh, I read this and I was like, okay, guy from Love Actually, whose name yeah. I can't remember. And Kira Knightley. Yeah, me either. He's and he's like the guy from The Walking Dead. That's how I yeah, remember yeah, yeah. him now. Yeah. But what his name is in Love Actually, can't remember. Can't can't remember. Professor Snape. That movie is stacked. With it is so stacked. And actors. it's so good. You'll laugh, it you'll cry, good. you'll laugh again. Your heart will be healed. Your heart will be broken. It's everything you could want from a movie and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Quality so content, truly. Yeah, I was like, this is kind of like the old trope. And I'm going to get on like a small side tangent here, okay? Like part of it is like cutesy and then sometimes you are like that's a little stalkery, you know? In this case, I think it's overall cute and harmless. And he does have – he points out because she's like, if Maggie – I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but this is one of my favorite lines of this whole exchange. And she's like, if Maggie was just a friend, you wouldn't have that many pictures of her. And he's like, in fairness, I have a lot of photos of Wallace too, which is great. (laughs) Like, I love that. Um, And again, he was a yearbook nerd. So he was taking lots of pictures, whatever. But while I think that this is an old trope and I think it's very cute, I do think, controversial maybe, in Stranger Things, I'm going to get slightly off topic here for just a minute, everyone. Stay with me. In Stranger <laughs> Things, season one, Jonathan is like in love with Nancy, right? Yeah. For all of you who don't watch Stranger Things, just go with me. He is, okay? And I ship them together, okay? Like, I like them. I am a team, Nancy and Jonathan. I love Steve Harrington, but I don't think you should be with Nancy, okay? Okay. But the one thing I will actually side with Steve on in season one, well, he has massive character growth and is great by the end of the season. Is honestly one of my all-time favorite Stranger Things characters, but that's besides the point. But in season one, when he's like, what the frick, creep? Why are you taking pictures of my girlfriend without her consent? I'm like, yeah, my dude. Yeah. Thank you. Steve Harrington, yeah. absolute legend. <laughs> so yeah. I love, and at least Stranger Things, that they're kind of like acknowledge this like creepiness of this trope of the guy who's like in love with the girl and like takes pictures of her because at the end of the day it is a little creepy sometimes yeah it's a little (laughs) uncomfortable yeah if you really think about that love actually thing like can you imagine if you got your wedding video back and it was all just you and Mm -hmm. nothing else i would be like okay i get it i'm beautiful but like you were hired or you weren't hired but you were asked to take a video of the wedding Right. And like, that's his friend. Like, it's honestly a little messed up. Yes. And yeah. And in the movie, everything he does, you're like, oh, he loves her and whatever. And like the carol singers part where he comes with the signs, which has been mocked endlessly, is <laughs> cute in the movie. But again, if this man existed in real life and did any of this shit, all of us would be like, the fuck? <laughs> mm-hmm. That is messed up, my dude. So yeah, this is one of those things. It's a cute trope in fiction, but. Yeah, I don't know how good it is in actual. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's not it doesn't play out in IRL. But I yeah, mean this situation exactly. does because they're at prom and he's taking pictures for the yearbook and he just happens yeah. to have a bunch of Maggie a for Maggie some reason. Because he just, you know, happens to be in love with her, which cute. It's cute. So our girl Maggie walks in, right? And she's all like, Oh, what do you got there? And this is so love actually where he's like, oh, no, I don't have any of you. Which again, he was like, oh, I don't want you to watch the video. And then Karen Knightley watches it and she's like, 
oh, oh my goodness, are you in love with me? Um, except she's like her accent is way cuter than anything I just she's said. Like, I'm quite pretty. Yes, yes, that's exactly what she says. That was perfect. Um, so that was a, that was a spot on impression. If you, Thank you ever need a side hustle, you can just impersonate <laughs> Kira Knightley. Just that one line. <laughs> just that one line. That's all. That's all I got. It's like the only thing I can say in an Irish accent is the word cluttered because I've watched the movie Titanic far too many times. And I always think of the scene where she's like, excuse me, well, I've done them. I've run the numbers and I've realized that mathematically there's not enough lifeboats. And he's like, oh, yes, young Rose. It was thought by some that it would look too cluttered. And so I can say that. And that's like the only thing I say <laughs> in an Irish accent because I've just seen the movie Titanic too many damn times. <laughs> Oh, such a great, such a great movie. I love a brogue. Irish accents. On my Siri, I set it up to have an Irish accent. I fucking love Irish accents. I love an Irish accent. Irish and Scottish accents are straight up hot. Certain British accents are hot, and then certain British accents are whiny and annoying, and I hate them. And sorry for any British people out there. But you all agree with me. You all know what I mean. There's some there's some American accents we can say the same thing about. So, oh yeah, <laughs> we all have our we all have our shame. Okay, we certainly do. We certainly do. But yeah, an Irish accent, like a good brogue or a nice Scottish accent, ten out of ten. No, mm-hmm. no complaints, no regrets, no complaints. But yeah, Maggie is all like, "Oh, she got there," and he's like, "No, I don't have any more of you." And she's like, "Oh, honestly, it's probably for the best because it's all tinged with, you know, sadness and such because it's all going to be with Jake." And then they debate whether or not the word "tinged" is a thing, and I was like, "But now I'm thinking about it too because I feel like that is an expression." <laughs> but it I definitely don't know. is. It's definitely an expression, right? Um, so, anyways, just that cracked me up, and so. Um, you know, they're talking about the whole prom thing or whatever, and they basically are saying, like, you know, Eli's right over at the box shop. Box shop? This is like the bike area all over again. The box shop. Hell yeah. (laughs) Box shop. He's right over at the old box shop, Bob. If you want to go ask him out. Oh my god. Hey guys, we're going to the box shop and then we're going to the bike area. Okay. (laughs) He just said the box shop. (laughs) He just said the box shop. Grab a couple boxes. (laughs) <laughs> it's like the container store but for boxes <laughs> I'm amazed that the container store is an actual store that exists in real life and is still around but I digress um, so anywho so they're like Eli's over there and she's all like what are you talking about and they're like oh just go over there it's simple and she's like no you know it's not like that and so this is when, you know, she kind of gives it back to Adam and is like, well, why don't you just ask Maggie then? And he's like, no, we're just friends. And she's like, right, right. Because, you know, you have all these pictures of just your friends. And that, of course, is where he says this killer line about, you know, actually, he has a lot of Wallace. And so she's like, no, seriously, like, come on. And so he's saying, you know, like, college is in just a matter of weeks. And he's like, I don't want my, he's like, I don't want this to be tinged. Like, we've been friends for so long. He's like, I'm going to ask her. She's not going to take it seriously. This is going to absolutely devastate me because I have been in love with her for so long. And she's like, well, you clearly, you haven't given it any thought whatsoever, clearly. (laughs) He's like, no, no. Very casual. Um, So she just tells him, you know, like, I think it's worth it. Like, that's, it's more important than, you know, always wondering, like, what could have been. Like, maybe it will go the way that you want it to. And she, just as she's saying this, gets like a little bit of kismet herself. And she says, you know, her phone beeped. And who is it from? But freaking Texter McGee over here, Jason, 
asking her if she's free for lunch and she's like well i can't be telling adam like you might regret it you know like doing this if i don't give jason girl trust me girl a chance he's not worth it (laughs) he's not worth it he's so not worth it but she's all like okay i'll go to lunch with you sure i'll listen to you talk about your weird academic conference thing sounds like a great time sounds like so much fun never had that much fun in my life in my life my whole entire life so then yeah she meets him at last chance the worst so (laughs) then she gets home that night and Heidi is on the back deck she's like clearly been crying Mm. Um, she basically said that the lunch with her dad was good Um, they did a lot of talking and she says we agreed for the time being it's better if we keep things as they are so he's still living in a hotel um, and this really like pisses off Auden because okay. um, Heidi's like, he thinks he'd be a hindrance if he was here. And Auden's like, he's, you're his family. And she's mm-hmm. like, I know. But she's like, I understand what he's saying. Your father and I, we just need some time. And she's like, okay, so this is slowing down, not stopping. And Heidi's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this paragraph is just. Mm-hmm. Chef's kiss. I know. Chef's kiss. It's phenomenal. To be honest, I wasn't fully convinced. I knew my dad and how he operated. If things got complicated, he ex- extricated himself. Somehow managing to make it seem like it was the most selfless of gestures instead of just the opposite. He wasn't abandoning Heidi and Thisbe. He was simplifying their lives. He hadn't left my mom over professional envy. He'd stepped aside to give her the spotlight she needed. And he certainly hadn't basically ignored the fact that I was his child all those years. He was just teaching me to be independent and a grown-up in a world in which most people are too infantile. My dad never got back on the bike. He never even let himself crash. One wobble or even the hint of one, and he pulled over to the side, abandoning the ride altogether. Mm. So she's just reading her dad like a book right here. She's Damn like... Straight. And she's spot on. 100% spot, spot on. on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like, look, he's always the hero, right? Like, he's always yeah. the martyr. It's not him. Like, no, no, no. He's he's doing what's best for everyone else. And it's like, no, every single damn time I want you to know that you're being a selfish asshole. Every single time, sir. Don't yeah. ever think anything other than that. <laughs> Heidi's, like, biggest gripe, or, like, one of them, was that he wasn't helping with the baby. So he moves out, moves out and then to- literally never helps with the baby because he doesn't live there. Like and he's like, this is good for them though, and it's like, mm, like this is, is the right choice. This is what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, just like you should have married a 26 year old waitress. Good yeah, idea. exactly. That was a great idea. Which yeah, we learn soon that they met at work while she was serving, and I was like, oh, that makes me hate him even more because that's so skeevy. She couldn't mm-hmm. not like mm. interact with you like you were that person who hit on someone while they were working a job where they have to be nice to you <laughs> yeah yep he gets worse by the minute I swear. he really does so then heidi changes the subject she's like what's going on with you auden tells her oh i'm gonna go to the prom with jason and she's like oh he stood you up and auden is like very not excited basically and yeah. 
Heidi's like, you don't want to go. And she's like, no, I do. It's a good second chance. Basically, Auden is just like, this isn't what I really wanted. It's something I did out of panic. And I'm not excited to hang out with fucking Jason. And honestly, why would you be? Fair. That's a very fair feeling. Yeah, I wouldn't be excited to hang out with Jason. He's a wet noodle. He's a wet noodle. Um, So then she kind of tells us a little bit about her time with Jason um, how he was talking about the leadership conference and how great it was going. She said, listening to him felt so familiar, but not in a bad way. It was like reversing going back to the spring when we'd shared lunches and talked about school and classes. And so she's like, okay, well, this is comfortable. This is familiar. This is my safe zone. Sure. Like I'll go to this fucking beach bash with him, whatever. <laughs> um, and then we get back to Heidi and um, Auden and Auden is like, hey, so remember like a few weeks ago when you told me that you used to be a cold bitch? Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, like when I graduated business school, I was all about moving to New York, um, opening a boutique. I had a business plan, investor contacts alone. Um, and she was basically like one of those like really tough business ladies who's like, I'm doing yeah. my thing in New York City. Which I feel like if you, I had a New York City dream at one point too, and then I was hit with the, I was hit with the reality of what New York City actually is, and I said, yeah, no, (laughs) no, thank you. And then I, yeah, I realized how much it would cost and what it would mean, and yeah, and I said, "Mm -mm, no, no, I thank you. It's just, it's great. I love visiting New York, and when I'm there, I'm like, wow, it'd be so cool to live here, but. In actuality, like, I would be so overstimulated all the time. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's not, again, a great place to visit, but not a place I think I could ever live for sure. No, me either. So, um, so she was like, I I wanted to live in New York and she's like, it was my plan. Uh, But then she graduated. Her mom got sick. She had to come back to Colby to take care of her. She started working at the last chance. To make some extra cash. And then, Mm -hmm. so we love that Heidi is a last chance girly. Yes, we can claim her. (laughs) We can claim her. She's one of us. Yes. Um, So she's like, yep, that's how I met your dad. He just had his interview and he came in for lunch and it was slow. So we were talking. And by the end of the summer, my mom got better. So I said goodbye to your dad and left. But once I was in New York, it just didn't feel right. I didn't have the hunger for it anymore. And she said Colby was a pit stop, not a destination. And then basically life changed her plans. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's happy with how everything turned out. You know, she loves Thisbe and she loves Clementine. So she's like, this is what, you know, was meant to be. Um, Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, yeah, if you love your kid and you got your kid out of it, then like, yeah, for sure. By all means, yeah then that's a happy ending this is honestly a a much better version of a hallmark movie because the hallmark movie would have been like and she stayed in the small town to be with this man and she left the cold hard city and her dreams aside and in this version it's like no she opened up a very successful business here and like the man's kind of shit but she got her daughter and she's got some good friends and she's thriving and i'm like where's this hallmark movie (laughs) yes oh my god Hallmark movies, though, like Christmas Hallmark movies, though, like 
I fuck with Christmas Hallmark movies. Yeah. Insane. You know exactly what you're getting before you even start watching it. And yet I watch it. I enjoy it. I love it. It's just fluff. It's just fluff. Pure fluff. And who doesn't want pure fluff at Christmas time? Nobody. That's who. Nobody. Nobody. We love it. I like how we – this will be coming out on the 1st of November, and we've already referenced multiple Christmas movies in this episode. It's Christmas time, baby. It's November. Thanks, spooky season. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. Bye. By the time this comes out, spooky season's over. Over. Magic Kingdom is filled with Christmas decorations. Mickey is in his Santa outfit. November 1st. November 1st, baby. It's Christmas, okay? It's Christmas. Oh. I have a thing to say about Thanksgiving and I don't know if I should save it for chaos Thursday or you know what? I'm going to treat you all to it at the end of this episode. We'll get there. Okay. Very excited for that. <laughs> um, so then Heidi goes to sleep and Auden's like, okay, fine. And then Auden's like, you know, I sleep really well now that um, she's like, that's one thing that definitely changed, but love that didn't apply, but you never knew. Um, I had a prom date and within another chance to draw my own map, like, bitch, you're not drawing any maps with Jason. Okay. <laughs> Put your protractor away because no map is necessary. <laughs> I don't even know if you use protractors. Fair. I don't, but it sounded really good and smart when you said it. I was like, yeah, it yeah, sounded you would. Right. Car- yeah. Cartography. Isn't that the people yes. that make maps? You're a cartographer. And the only reason I know this is because of the shadow and bone show on Netflix. She was Thank a cartographer. So Shadow and Bone Show on Netflix for teaching us the important things in life. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> now we are dressing prom dress shopping, but by prom dress shopping, I mean in Heidi's closet. Because our girl Heidi, she's got her a lot of extra dresses. She's a fashion forward gal, and we love that. And Leah brings up a very good point, which is, didn't we just do this? <laughs> Because, yeah, for all the other high school seniors, um, Auden didn't. So, like, this is an exciting thing. And for, like, the older generation going to the beach bash, it's like, oh, yeah, let's relive our prom. But for the people that literally just did this two months ago, they're probably like, what? <laughs> like, why are we doing yeah. this? And I thought the Fed is brought to attention. And all of them are like, yeah, I don't know. But it's the beach bash, okay? Beach bash, baby, we're doing it. And so they're in Heidi's room. They're trying all these different things. And Leah says something about, okay, so usually I don't support this messaging because i'm more like yeah go with your girlfriends that's a good time whatever but leah's like um if i haven't got get all dolled up and wear a nice dress i want to keep way to go with um it's a deal break or whatever and it just made me think of the song slut off of 1989 taylor's version because she's like if i'm all dressed up might as well be looking at us um so that's the vibe that i got from that yes. line so yes. i was like yes yeah girl if you're getting all dressed up why not have you know give them something to look at right so yeah. anyways, so that just cracked me up um yeah, so they're all just like, you know, oh, should we have a date? Can we go single? What's the deal? And Auden's like, I've never done this. So, you know, I'm the one that has a prom date technically, which, again, he's a total dud, but whatever. Um, but I can't, like, find a dress. And so they also start getting, like, really, like, nostalgic and sad and weepy about the fact that, like, it's almost the end of summer and, you know, they've graduated high school and they're about to all be leaving small town Colby and going their own way. And they're like, we're not allowed to get weepy about it yet. And it's not over yet. But, like, I get it, girls. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. (laughs) And then our girl Auden finally gets a dress. She tried it on just because it was a different color. Like, it was purple and she'd been trying on, like, a bunch of, like, red and 
black ones or red and white ones. I don't even remember. Um, and they're like, oh, my God, that's the dress. And she's like, damn, I do look good in this. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't yeah. say it like that. But she should. Have confidence, girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. We love yep. that for you. Love so that. So she's got a prom dress. She's got a prom date. He's a dad, but she definitely has a prom date. And is this a, another thing that she'll be, you know, checking off the, the quest? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how this yeah. goes. Yeah. Chapter 17. Do we have anything else to say about chapter 16 before I move on to chapter 17, baby? At one point, she says, Heidi continues to surprise me. She's also a shopaholic. That shouldn't surprise you. Yeah, that should not um, surprise you. That's really all. Yeah, they they decide that they're all going to go dateless. They're going to go stag, except for, yeah. obviously, Auden. Right. Which they allow, because... It's her, like, first prom. <laughs> yes. So it's different. <laughs> yes. Or something. <sighs> Chapter 17, Chapter baby. 17, baby. Let's do it. It's the morning of the beach bash, everyone. Yeah. She wakes up at 8 a.m. to, of course, what else but this be crying. What is strange, though, is Heidi does not seem to be going to her. So she's like, the frick. So she wakes up, and Thisbe's, like, really worked herself up. And, like, she's being loud. So this gives Auden concern, right? Because she's like, well, Heidi would usually come to her. So she, you know, gets her feeling better. She takes her out of her crib. She walks downstairs, which is where she sees Heidi on the phone. And she's like, oh, this must be why she did not come when her child was crying. And so she's only obviously hearing Heidi's part of the conversation. And she's like, you know what? It's fine. I'll just find someone. No, don't worry about it, really. But I need to go now. Um, but sorry. Actually, when she first comes down, she's saying something like, uh, I was relying on you tonight. Yada, yada, yada. Um, yes, Robert, I understand your predicament. But the truth is I was counting on you and I don't know if I can find someone else on such short notice. And then she like finally caves in because let's face it, Rob always gets his way. And so she, you know, uh, Auden's standing there with Thisbe and is like, I don't know, should I have heard this conversation? Should I sneak back upstairs? But Thisbe gives her a wake. She gives a little squawk. And so, of course, um, Heidi immediately feels guilty and is like, I'm so sorry that she woke you up. Um, You know, I I was tied up on the phone. I thought I heard something. And she's like, oh, it's no biggie. I was already awake. And so this is where she breaks the news that she's very stressed out because she has a whole beach bash to plan. And now she needs to find a babysitter because surprise, surprise, our boy Rob's letting down his family once again. Because even though he promised his wife on the one day that annually she has a big important thing to do, um, that he would watch their child, which again, he's done absolutely jack shit for this child thus far. He has to jet off to New York for important book things. Because, you know, I don't know if you knew this, but he's an important author. Very important man. Mm, Very important man. He can't possibly take his age, move his meeting with his agent. He can't possibly. Also, it has to be done this weekend, obviously. He has to meet with him on Monday. What day of the week is his beach bash? Is it Saturday? Because if it's Saturday, he can easily leave tomorrow. I get the vibe. I can't say for certain, but I get the vibe that it's a weekend thing, right? Right. (laughs) And he's like, like, gotta go meet my agent on Monday. Gotta go by. (laughs) Right. And 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 she doesn't say he has to meet his for his agent tomorrow morning. He says Monday morning. Monday. So there makes it sound like there's a gap. There's a gap of time that he could be watching his daughter. But you know. But he's like, nah, I'm good with the whole parenting thing. Mm -hmm. (sighs) So. She's like, I need a babysitter. And Auden offers. 
And Heidi's like, no, like you have to go to the beach bash. Like this is your first prom, like blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I don't know. Like I'll just stay home with his B. Like, I don't, I don't mind. Like, it's not really a real prom, like whatever. And because again, she's still not excited because she's going with dumb, dumb Jason pants. Yep. So, um, Heidi tries to spin this. She's like, you know, well, I guess you could look at it that way, or you could realize you're lucky to have another try and it's up to you to make it memorable. Good point. And, but Auden is just, she's doing her thing. She's giving up. She's going in her hole. But then she says, you know what? You're absolutely right. Um, so they, she starts helping Heidi with all of the stuff she needs to do to get ready for tonight. Um, she, Auden refills their coffee, which is just like such a cute little like detail. Like she's like, yeah. all right, Heidi, here we go. Full cup of coffee. <laughs> we Let's got this girlfriend. This. I, I love I that she's love team Heidi 100%. Yes. She's like, fuck you, dad. I support yeah. Heidi. Yeah, it's amazing. So then it's noon. She's been running around all morning. She's on the boardwalk. She looks up and who's there? Jason. And what's he saying? Oh, I can't go to prom. Twice. Go to prom. How do you stand up a person for prom twice? What an twice. absolute bag of dicks. Can I just say? Bag of dicks. 100%. 100 percent oh my god i have a bag bag of dick story that haunts me that sounds crazy (laughs) now i need to know (laughs) okay real quick pause when i was living in rhode island my last year i had these roommates and there was these guys a couple houses down from us and i would hang out with the guys and one of the guys said I want to hook up with your roommate and i was like okay well i can help you with that and then he was like yeah she's just like a bag of dicks and I was like, what does that what? mean? And he said, sh- sh- he was like, picture a plastic bag full of dirty dildos in a sharp- shopping cart in the middle of an abandoned parking lot. That's what she is. That's what he said. And Why I was like. ever talk about someone like that, A? And B, what a weird thing to say about someone you want to hook up with. What? Yeah. And I told her this. I told her he said that. And instead of not sleeping with him and being like, oh, my God, thank you for telling me that. She slept with him and then they all stopped talking to me. <laughs> like, what in the world? Like, yeah, that's messed up. I I don't know what's going on with those people, but that's messed up. Mm-mm. I was like, girl, have more self-respect. Yeah. Seriously. So anyway, that's my bag Wait. of dick story. Moving on. Yeah, that's that's quality. Um, yeah, so he leaves. He's like, there's a really important speaker coming tonight. She's a really great contact for me, which is like, ugh, whatever, Jason. (laughs) But as he's like giving her all these excuses, she's kind of saying nothing and she's looking out at the bike shop. Adam keeps coming out, rolling, um, different bikes out that say like, enjoy your ride and ready to go. And she kind of just walks away from him like mid sentence. And... I love that he brings out a two-seater and it's like, you look sweet. You look sweet. <laughs> it's so cute. So she just like walks away from him. Um, she says, right then I realized something. I wasn't upset that Jason was ditching me, that the that racing of my heart, the flushing of my face I was feeling, it was what happened when you got hurt. True. But also when you got back up and went on. Maybe Jason had never been meant to be part of my second chance anyway. And this was just the push that I and fate needed. 
And she's like, you know yeah. what? It's fine. Bye. She goes into the bike shop. Um, she's <laughs> yeah. He was still talking as I stepped around him and started towards the bike shop. I wrote, yes, queen. <laughs> Walk away from that man. He's saying too many words and they're unnecessary. We get it, Jason. Oh, you are obsessed with yourself. We get it. Yeah. Say less, right? Ugh. So yeah, so she walks into the bike shop. She just steps right past our boy Jason. Again, like you said, deservedly so. And we cut to after the bike shop. So she goes into Clementine's. Maggie's all like, guess what? And she's like, what? I have a day for prom. This is Maggie that says this. And Otter replies, guess what? And she's like, so Maggie says what? And she goes, I don't. <laughs> oh, and I bought a bike. Iconic, honestly, on it. Like, yes. way an entrance, you know? So, of course, Maggie's like, what the actual, what's going on? Spill the tea, girly. And she's like, oh, you know, Jason bailed on me. And, of course, like, any normal person would respond. She's like, again? <laughs> and she's right. like, yeah. And she's like, when? About 20 minutes ago. And she's so, of course, Maggie's sympathetic. And she's like, that's the worst thing ever. And she's like, no, it's it's not actually. And she's like, no, you know, what could be? And she says, the worst thing is that right afterward, I marched right into the bike shop to ask he'd like to go with me. And he said, no. <gasps> no. No. Sad. Sad. I'm so proud of her. She was going. She was going to the bike shop. We all knew what that meant, you know? Um, yes. And apparently that didn't turn out good. Sad. So, of course, now Maggie's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like This is even worse than I thought. Like, we need to get everyone together. And Auden's like, nope, nope. That's really not. No. She's like, it's already done. I've sent the text. They're coming. The girls are coming. And they come with cupcakes. And they come with coffee. And Maggie's kind of, like, throwing shade at Esther. Like, really? That's what you could do? And she's like, I panicked. What kind of snack does a situation like this call for? And I like that Leah says the pharmaceutical kind, which is pretty great. And they're like, don't sell that at the gas girl. Um, so she takes a sip of her coffee and she goes ahead and explains what her plan was as she, you know, what was going through her mind as she entered the bike shop. So she says it starts off great, right? She sees Eli immediately. That's got to be a good sign. He's who she's there to see, you know? So she goes and she's brave and she's getting back on the bike. She's all about second chances this summer. She wants a second chance with him, you know? So you know, he sees her and he's like, hey, what's up? Kind of like warily. And she says, you know, in a perfect world, she would have eased into it. She would have worked up to it, phrasing it neatly and succinctly with all the right adjectives. As it was, I just blurted out. Do you remember the first time we went bowling? Which, like, what a great way to start, honestly. In my <laughs> opinion. And he's like, uh, sure, I don't know where you're going with this, but all right. And so she's like, you know, like, I sucked at it. And remember how I was like, you know, immediately ready to get up. And then, you know, you told me that like no one's good at things right away. And, you know, basically she tells him that she realizes like this was her first time. Like he, you know, he told her like no one's good at anything the first time. And she's like, this is my first time, like really being with a boy that mattered to me. And I got scared and I sucked at it and I'm sorry. And, you know, I would like to try again. And I would like to go to the prom with you, to this beach bash thing with you. Do you want to go with me? And um, essentially, our boy Eli, you know, we don't entirely understand all what's going on in his mind right now because we're not in it. But um, he gets called. Apparently, it's time to go. And so he kind of, you know, stares at her for a second. And then he says, I'm sorry. And she says, and the thing was, it seemed true as he picked up his bag, slinging it over one shoulder. But I can't. Um, and she's so she, you know, seems he says that 
he says. She says that he looks over, <laughs> gives her one last look. She says intense and almost sad. He was gone, turning his back and walking through the office, past Adam and Wallace out of sight. A second later, the door bangs shut behind him. Done. <sighs> Auden. Our girl, she like got her first like real heartbreak because, yeah, I mean, obviously she's been kind of mopey the last like, you know, few days because obviously things have been kind of awkward with her and Eli but this is the first time ever in her life that she put her like feelings and her thoughts and her heart on the line and she just got rejected and again Eli wasn't mean about it he seems to be generally sad he seems like maybe if given more time he would have explained himself a little bit better but he basically is just like I'm really sorry I can't and he leaves and now she's eating cupcakes with the girls and explaining the situation because of course Maggie kind of knows about her and Eli but Esther and Leah don't like really know the full sitch so she's kind of you know she's saying which again I like that she did this thing where she tried to get a second chance and she was you know for all intents and purposes rejected but she still keeps herself open you know she says here that like you know um they all looked at me like expecting her to open up and tell the full story. And she's like, I realized that this too was a point where I usually pulls back, folded into myself, hiding away. But considering what I'd already been through that day, it seemed only fitting to go for broke. Um, and so she goes ahead and, and tells them and she's kind of vulnerable and open. Um, and it's like a true, you know, it's like really truly in a pack of girlfriends for the first time I think ever in her life in this moment. So I'm, I'm just really proud of her. Cause you know, <laughs> like, me too. basically got by two guys in the span of 20 minutes and it's like you know what i'm still gonna be open and honest about this whole situation and explain what's going on and oh poor auden poor auden i also like how she says when she's like doing her thing with uh eli she's like word vomiting she says you can call it crazy or you can call it chicken salad yes, and i'm like yeah bringing Girl. it back That's and then cute. esther and then- it's like, haven't heard that one in a while. <laughs> yeah, she's like, that's so retro. I haven't heard that since grade school. And I'm like, I have never heard it before in my never entire life. Never heard that in my life. Is this a real thing that people – it must be something that like Sarah Dustin and her friends must have really said because – Also, I don't know a thing. My high school made the best chicken salad I've ever eaten really? in my entire life. Wow. So shout what out. Fancy high school that you all have chicken – I don't think we ever had chicken salad at our so, school. Here's what happened. When I mm. first went freshman year, we had vending machines that had we had ice cream vending machines and we had soda vending machines and candy vending machines and then freshman year they government rolled around and they were like, "We want the cafeteria to be healthy." So they got rid of all of our delicious <laughs> treats. Damn them. Yeah, they gave us raisinets. Which I was like, yeah. okay, well, I guess I have to enjoy raisinets like now. But <laughs> yeah, I fuck with raisinets. Like, like but... the chocolate covered raisins, because like those, yeah, those are fire. Yeah, I thought for a second it was gonna be just raisins, and I was like, ew. But if you put chocolate yeah. on, I like it. Yeah, that was like basically our only treat. Um, I didn't really. My dad always packed my lunch, so I only bought mm-hmm. lunch if like I had a couple dollars in my pocket that I didn't know I had. But anytime they had chicken salad, I was walk. I was going to my friends like, you guys got a dollar. You got <laughs> because that chicken salad was banging. They put it, it on fire. the they put it on a sandwich bun. Oof, oh, that's Ooh. nice. Yeah, delicious. Yeah, that's I've. I don't think we ever had any kind of meal that seemed that appetizing. I'm not going to say that all of our lunch meals were terrible by any means, but I don't think we're making things as fancy as chicken salad sandwiches. Mm-mm. 
I cannot remember what else they sold in that cafeteria. <laughs> Gun to my head, I have no clue. But I, I also remember- like didn't eat lunch like in high school that much. Like I think maybe mm. sophomore year is the only year that I actually ever ate in the cafeteria. So yeah, that's kind of strange to think about, but I think that's true. We my all girls Catholic high school is very on our ass about where, where we needed to be at all times. So we always, always <laughs> had to be in the calf. And sometimes I would eat my lunch. And honestly, I have no memories whatsoever of eating lunch in the cafeteria except for the chicken salad. <laughs> yeah, I had freshman year. I got lucky and I got seventh period lunch. And if you had lunch as your last class of the day, you were allowed to leave early with permission. Um, so I was allowed to just walk over to my grandma's house. I left school early every day and I just like had lunch at home. So that was nice. My sophomore year, it was in, I don't know, probably like fourth period or something like that. So I actually had classes afterwards. So I had to stay. And then junior and senior year, I dual enrolled. And if you dual enrolled, same thing, like your last period of the day was open because of it being technically your dual enrollment time. And so I just would like leave early and eat lunch. I was like, Oh, I think only like my sophomore year of high school, I really had to like eat lunch at school, which is kind of crazy to think about. Is it like kind of fucked up though that they didn't let you eat lunch in like the middle of the day at a certain time? Like yeah, to have seventh mean, period lunch, like seventh period lunch is pretty late. But also, I guess like I mean, if you think about it, it seems really late. Cause it's like wow, seventh period, and like yes, I had to wake up very early, but. I was leaving every day at school at like one o'clock. So like, oh. like that's lunchtime because like school only went to like two thirty. You know what I mean? So like, it wasn't really like they were starving me or anything. Like yeah, I woke up really okay. early. So like you could like if you had like third or fourth period lunch, you're eating at like ten ten thirty, which is really oh. seems crazy to me. But also, I guess if considering how earlier you were waking up, like if you know you'd gotten up at six a.m., you might be hungry for lunch by ten thirty eleven a.m. But I was kind of like, eh, whatever. I was used to it. So it was chill. I was imagining seventh period being like 2.45. And yeah, I was like, like really that's <laughs> a little late for lunch. I know. But it was, it was like, yeah, I think I left school at like one one fifteen or something. Like it wasn't anything that crazy. <laughs> well, that's good. Okay. I'm happy to yeah. hear that. I was very worried. There are a lot of issues at my high school, but I'm going to give them this one. Most of my teachers were very excellent. I, I think I got a, a pretty damn good education. I loved my principal and um, I never felt like I was being starved. So (laughs) some other things I could complain about, but I'm not going to complain about that. I think, I think they treated me pretty well overall. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So then, um, Maggie's like, oh, that's how you ended up with the bike. And, yeah. Leah's like bike what does the bike have to do with any of this and Auden goes I just bought one apparently <laughs> and um this is when they kind of find out that Maggie's been teaching her how to ride and everyone and Esther's like that's so impressive and then Leah's like stay focused because me Mia Leah is on a mission and that mission boys so oh, yeah. she's like Eli shot you down, like, no big deal, not the end of the world. And um, she's like, I had my chance with him. I blew it. He's done. 
And then this is again when they find out that they were an item at all. Maggie's like, oh, well, they were kind of seeing each other, like, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, damn. And <laughs> um, uh, this is when Auden's like, yeah, like, after Heidi and my dad, like, started separating, I just um, did what I did when my parents split. Like, I just threw myself into books in school, blocking everyone out. And... Maggie's like, well, did you tell him this? And she's like, yeah, but it was too late. He was done. And I have to say, did you tell him this? Because she does, like, she did say, like, this is my first time with a boyfriend and I panicked. But she didn't tell him my dad and Heidi were separating and my trauma was triggered. Like, that's a whole different thing. Different ballgame. Exactly. And and Leah's like, so you're humiliated. It happens. And who needs boys anyway? Well, we'll just go to the prom together tonight and have a good time. And, um, so then this is, so then Auden's like, I don't really know if I want to go. And they're like, oh my God, you have to go. And she's like, I don't know. Like I've been, like I've been rejected twice. Like, I think I'm just going to stay home. And then everybody finds out that Maggie is going to prom with Adam and they're like, oh my God, thank God. Finally spent (laughs) years with this. And Maggie's like, it's not like that. We're just friends. And Auden goes, no, you're not. He likes you. He told me. And I'm telling you, because if you blow your chance, you'll be really sorry. Trust me. And then. I love that Auden, like, did that. Like, I know, like, probably some people are like, oh, like, that wasn't your place. But, like, no, it fucking was. Because, like, Adam was brave enough to at least ask her out. Yeah. And Maggie was doing the thing where she's like, oh, I don't think it's like that, whatever. And Auden's like, no, it is. It is like that. And like, you have the right to know. And he has the right to like, yeah, like you need to give it a fair chance because you'll regret it. And I'm just like, yes. Yes. (laughs) It's so cute. They're in love. They're in love. Aw, young love. So then somebody comes into the store because they are at work. And Maggie and Leah, not Maggie, Esther and Leah run out to help them. And Maggie's leaning on the door jam. And she's like, I, w- I really wish you'd reconsider about tonight. Like, it's still a memory worth having, even if it's not what you imagined. Nodden's like, I just don't think I have it in me. Which is like, girl, you are 18 years old. You have nothing but right. it in you. Yeah, okay? You got it in you. Trust me. Go to prom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And then Maggie, like, gets really bike nerdy and, like, describes how great Auden's bike is. A gauzy with whiplash cranks, a tweedle fork in those fat Russell tires. A tweedle fork? You're telling me a tweedle fork is is a real thing? Tweedle fork? (laughs) I now have to look out what the hell a tweedle fork is because (laughs) I sounds fake. (laughs) It sounds fake. That, Sick like, Tweedle crazy. Fork, dude. <laughs> Man, you see that Tweedle Fork? <laughs> the Tweedle Fork on that we guy. So, listen, if we ever run into like a gang of bikers, and I when I say that, it makes it sound like Hell's Angels, but, but I mean like BMX bro dudes, we could be like, whoa. Sick Tweedle Fork. I'll be like, whoa, these girls. I'll be like, what kind of Tweedle Fork you got in there? You got a Tweedle like, Fork? Why is that so? That's the funnest thing I've ever said, I think. Oh, I know. Tweedle I fork. love it. And so she's talking about the bike, and um, Auden says, Well, at least I'll be leaving at the end of the summer with something. And Maggie says, I think that was already the case. <laughs> yes, you're leaving with girl friendships. You're leaving with a sister. You're leaving with a bond with Heidi. You're leaving with so much. Just because you don't Honestly, have to be Sorry, I'm still distracted by Tweedle Forks that I would just like to say. <laughs> 
my sentimental moment. And I'm over here just like, what is a Tweedle fork? Um, but yes, I couldn't agree more. Auden, you've already, like, you've already won. Like, you, your friends, you know, she says that she was so happy that, you know, um, Esther remembered the one time that she got a snack in front of them at the gas station that she got those cupcakes. And it's like, yeah, girl, like, you're leaving with, with more than, than just, you know, the spike. Trust me, okay? Like, you've clearly, you've grown a lot. You've made some friends. You have your sister. You have Heidi. Quality. That's quality. Yeah. So Absolutely. Fork, I, I'm kind of when I put in Tweedle Fork, like sporks were coming up, and I was confused. But then I put in bike, and it was saying something about like threaded bikes, forks, or something. And I don't really know what it is or what it does, but it looks like I don't know. This is what it would kind of look like. I'm showing Michael Ann. None of you can see, but it's how would you describe that, Michael Ann? Uh, metal wishbone. Yeah, yes, that's a good answer. Yeah, it kind of looks like a what a, a weddle? A weddle? <laughs> um, metal wishbone. That is, yes, that is what it looks like. So whatever that is, but we're just gonna go around talking to people about tweedle forks and see if they know what it is and if we're yep. cool or not. Um, yeah. but okay. So next week we'll be finishing up along for the ride the book, and then we're gonna get into the movie. So if you wanna come join us on that ride, finish up this novel. It's been some good stuff so far. And then discuss the movie with us. I'm very excited um, because, again, as we've previously stated, we enjoy how to deal for what it is. But it's not the best, uh, you know, movie adaptation from a book. And those books are very near and dear to our hearts. So we're very excited to rewatch Along for the Ride and discuss it because we have a lot more positive and strong feelings about this one. Um. So yeah, so come hang out with us. And then because I told you that I'd leave you all with a little tease, I was going to save it for Chaos Thursday, but then I thought, no, people need to hear now. Um, it's not that exciting. <laughs> but this is my Thanksgiving thing. Okay, we're going to keep it quick. But so as all of you know, I'm a Swifty. And you all have t- t- heard us talk about the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing, blah, blah, blah. So my friend the other day was asking me my thoughts on it. And I was like, listen, I like Travis Kelsey well enough. Am I the man's biggest fan? No. But, like, if they're happy, I'm happy. I do still think that, like, obviously, like, they want to be seen. Like, if they wanted to hide this, they would hide it. And, like, that's cool. And, like, maybe this is a relationship where they're both just like, you know what? We're public figures. We're just going to keep this out in the open. Respect. Whatever. You know, it's their lives. As long as they're happy, I'm fine with it. But I was like, you know, like, I love Taylor. Travis, like, you know, she's everything. He's just Ken. You know, like, that's yes. kind of vibe I have. Like, yes. he's fine. But, like, he's he's not anything I get excited about, you know? I'm not going to go buy his jersey or anything. Okay, people? So, anywho, I'm saying this to her, and she's like, yeah, I get what you mean, whatever. So, she sent me this thing the other day, and apparently it's from their podcast. I didn't listen to it, but it was like a headline or whatever. And it was about his older brother, who he, you know, is also a football player, who he has, who co-hosts his podcast. And, I mean, we do respect all podcasters, so if they, like, want to come on the show. Um, <laughs> yes. Like, Just kidding. But, um, so, anywho, it was about – his older brother, Jason, making fun of him because he was such a picky eater when he was little. And he basically said that, like, he hated Thanksgiving. Like, Travis Kelsey, like, was not a Thanksgiving fan because he, like, didn't like the food, whatever. And I was like, on second thought, I love this man. He's right. He should say it. <laughs> Just kidding. He's still, like, fine to me. But I was like, okay, he's he's gaining some points in my book. I know you all out there, you Thanksgiving lovers think that I'm wrong but I just want everyone to know that apparently there's another person out in the world who also thinks that Thanksgiving food is trash and his name is Travis Kelsey 
And he has like the coolest girlfriend in the world right now. So I think my team's winning right now. That's all that I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, yeah. And those are my, that was my Thanksgiving story. I hope you all enjoyed it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Kelsey agrees. Yeah. Travis Kelsey apparently agrees with either Thanksgiving food, like ain't shit. So there you go. There you um, go. But I get to make Thanksgiving myself this year, which means I get to make it whatever food I want. So I'm going to make it good this year. So you go, girl. Look forward to. I'll, I'll post pics in the Discord because I'm sure I'm going to get lots of pics of other people's food because they're all like determined to make me a fan of it. And it's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> love to all of you. No. <laughs> Anywho, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you on Thursday. Care of yourselves, peeps. Keep it real. Keep it go, real. Get your, go get your tweedle fork. <laughs> Fill your cart with tweedle forks. <laughs> Bye.